0: Visit RobertHalf.com today.
1: Hello, and welcome to Attacking Third, the CBS Sports Soccer Podcast. I'm Sandra Dedat, lead NWSL writer for CBS Sports, joined today, as always, by my colleague and co host. Lisa Roman, broadcaster and analyst for CBS Sports. On today's episode, we have a special guest interview today. Before we hop on in and introduce them, quick reminder to follow us on Twitter at Attacking Third, and you can watch us this video at youtube.com slash Attacking Third. We're joined by a special guest today, Icelandic international and midfielder for Orlando Pride. Gunny daughter, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you. And thank you for having me. We're so excited to have you. It's your first time joining us on Attacking Third. Uh, We want to pick your brain about some NWSL things and also some maybe some kit fashion, but we'll dive into that a little later into the episode. Uh, To start things off, we're we're actually nearing the end of the 2022 NWSL Challenge Cup. Uh, With Orlando Pride, uh, let's talk about maybe uh, the energy of the team right now. How, How has these first few months with the team been so far? Um
0: they've definitely been challenging but we knew coming into the season it would be like that. We have a new coach, a lot of new players. Um we lost a lot of players that have been here for a long time. Um so it's kind of like a rebuild and so we knew the first couple of games um would be challenging, but I feel like we're moving in the right direction. We're building a team that we want to be. Um of course the results haven't gone <laughs> the way we wanted, but it's all Part of a process. And I think we just got to believe that it's the results will come and keep working hard. It's a great group of girls and they're buying in, and it's just going to take time. But I believe in this group.
2: There's a lot of really good competition across the league, especially adding two expansion clubs this season. When you look across the NWSL at all the various clubs, how do you assess the overall competition of the NWSL?
0: Um, I have to say I would probably think this is probably the strongest league in the world. Um, Anyone can win anyone. Um, There could be, you know, you can never kind of um, know who's going to win the game, which I love because you have to come to every game hundred percent and adding two more teams. I think the more teams we get out there, the more women's soccer is going to get bigger. So the more teams, I love it. Um, I'm happy that they added two more teams um, in great locations um, where women's soccer is is huge. So to me, I think it's going to be an exciting season. Um, there's been a lot of rotations in all of the teams. Um, everyone has new players, lost some players. So I think it's going to be very exciting, probably the most exciting year yet.
1: You know, I love to hear you, hearing you give some praise to the level of competition across the league, because I would like you to maybe put on a neutral hat for a second, and yeah. just for a quick second, as we're talking about uh, Challenge Cup as NWSL as a whole, um, you mentioned at the, at the top, at the top of the question here uh, that I first asked that, you know, Challenge Cup has been a little challenging, right? You, you mentioned that. And when we're when we're talking about Orlando Pride specifically, maybe reflecting on some of some of the play that's that's taken place. What are some of the things that the team can look at going into this last weekend to maybe build upon before you get into this regular season?
0: Um, I think just the belief um it's when you're building a new team, um, it's sometimes kind of uncomfortable because you're kind of starting from the beginning, um, and it's often hard. Um, but often with that comes great reward. Um, so I think for us, is just keep building on what we're doing um, and being patient. It's This game can be brutal, of course, and we've known that now in the Challenge Cup. It hasn't gone our way. But the most important is just keeping our head up um, we've had to play very strong teams, North Carolina, for example, are, are have um, a lot of momentum right now are playing great Washington spirit also. Um, and then the first games we, we kept kept in those games. So I think we just need to take the good from the games that we've played now and, and work with that and not always focus on maybe the result. We're already out of the challenge cup. So maybe the last game now, just, use it to build into the um, home opener, I
2: think. Yeah, that's a great mindset to have because you are building a team at Orlando. There's a lot of new faces. You lost a lot of experienced players, Um, even a new head coach in Amanda Cromwell who has been coaching collegiately at UCLA for years. And now she's stepping into the professional coaching role in the NWSL. For you as a player who is a veteran in this league and a really experienced footballer, how have you seen head coach Amanda Cromwell adjusting to the professional league and, and being a coach in the NWSL?
0: Uh, yeah, I I only did one semester in college. So I'm not so sh- 100% sure how um, coaching works in the college um, system. But I I can just imagine it's, it's a hard transition for any coach to go from college to professional. But I think Amanda's done absolutely everything she can. Um, it always takes time to adjust to new environments, whether you are already in the cell um, with new teams, it's always going to take time. Um, but the whole coaching staff, Amanda and everyone with her, have been working their butt off to try to um, get this team ready for the season. Um, it's, as I said, it's not easy. It's not an easy task. Um, whether you're the best coach in the world or, or a new coach, it's always going to be hard. And I'm always going to come back to just, if you have a group of girls that are willing um, to do the work and willing to build from the like bottom up, you can do anything. And with a good coach like Amanda, I think anything's possible.
1: You know, Ghani, as we near the end of this this tournament, ahead of the regular season, maybe despite as challenging as it's been in between the lines and in the score lines, what's maybe one thing that you've learned about yourself or the team the team specifically throughout this challenge cup that you're excited to take with you into the regular season
0: um I would probably say the grit um just they showed in the last game they're 3-0 down after eight minutes it would have been easy just to put your head down and just wait for the 90 minutes to be done with and just you know kind of give up but the team everyone um, whether they came on or on the field or in the stands or in the bench they gave everything they cheered on and it was great to see a team come back from that it's <laughs> it's not easy um that's all I'm gonna say so for me I'd rather be on a team that um, has the heart and grit um so I'm, I'm just proud of the team for everything that happened and the same with Washington uh, coming back from that it's been hard but you have you have yeah, women who are just ready to put everything out on the field. Then that's, yeah, an honor to be a part of, I would say.
2: Gunny, you chuckled when you were reflecting on uh, being down 3-0 and, and being able to fight the grit coming back from that. During that match for Orlando, what did you say to your team in those moments when maybe they could have dropped their heads?
0: To be honest, there's nothing you can really say. I think everyone knew um, that wasn't an ideal start. Um, I don't think any motivational words would help that situation, but that's the good thing about this group. Everyone knew everyone picked up their head and worked their butt off um, to get back into the game. So we're all professionals. We know what to do. Um, The first 10 minutes weren't good enough and we knew it and the team stepped up and that's all you can ask.
2: It's really interesting and great to see that from a group of players on a team. But when you look at yourself as a player um, across your time with the NWSL as an experienced player in this league, what are some personal goals that you have for yourself heading into the 2022 NWSL regular season?
0: Um, Well, to me, I like to just take it game by game. I don't like to look too far ahead. Um, I've always done that. I like to just be present, if that makes sense. Um, so I've never really gone into with goals other than what my team wants. Um, so I personally don't have any personal goals other than um, do the best I can and help the team as much as possible and help the younger girls on my team um, succeed. Because, uh, yeah, they are great women. And if there's any way I can help them, uh, yeah, that would be great. I just know how important it was for me when I was young, having an older player who helped me out and that meant the world to me. So I want to be able to repay that. Um, and I think, yeah, just being a part of the rebuild here. I think it's it's always fun to be a part of creating something. Um, it's always easy to come and step into a great team, but building something is so rewarding. Um, so for me, I think just stepping into every game, taking it game by game. And of course we want to go into every game and win, so. And that's, I'm not hiding that.
1: So, <laughs> you know, it's, um, it's very nice to hear you it sort of sounds like you're embracing this, this role this season as kind of maybe one of the leaders on the team. You mentioned some of the very early adversity that Orlando Pride has kind of found themselves in as, as a team, um, losing a big piece in somebody like Marta and uh, obviously Aaron McLeod is, is huge in that. For for the team and uh, someone like Sydney LaRue having to navigate through through injury and uh, maybe you have found yourself in a position where all of a sudden you are one of the more experienced players on the team and that automatically means hey, this is someone that we're looking to for for leadership. So uh, it sounds like that's a role that that you are embracing. And is that maybe something coming into this season that you were already maybe mentally preparing yourself for? And if so, or if not, uh, how are you adjusting to maybe kind of being a face of this team as a leader?
0: Um, Well, to me, I'm very Icelandic, so I'm always (laughs) the same person. I'm going to be the same player as I was last year. I'm going to be the same person as I am just today. I'm not going to change whether we're missing people or whether people come in. it is it is devastating to lose Marta for the season, and, and it hasn't been fun to lose players here and there throughout games. Um, but I think with the team we have, everyone is stepping up. Um, I, I don't see myself as more of a leader this year as last year. Um, I just kind of take the role as it comes, whatever the team needs me to be. Uh, yeah, and I just think also... Um, what happened last year with losing all their players, we weren't just losing players on the field. We were losing friends. We were losing people who built this club. Um, so for me, it's just keeping up what they had built here. Um, I think that's also very important to me and the team um, to respect what they had done here and keep that up. So yeah, I'm lucky to have a good team that I don't really need to change the role. I've, I already have, but, um, I trust every player on my team to step up and and play their game. Um, So I'm very lucky.
1: I love that. Let's keep that energy about building things because I'm going to ask you about some kit fashion. Let's talk a little bit about Orlando Pride jersey. Orlando Pride recently announced uh, their new Luna kit. Very exciting! It's uh, coming off of the 2021 Ad Astra Kit that was announced. Why don't you tell us a little bit about them? What's 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 it? What's the feel like uh, getting to to take photos in it, put it on for the first time? Tell me all about the Luna Kit.
0: Oh, it is it is amazing. Um, yeah, we were lucky to go to the Kennedy Space Center to take some photos in the kit. Um, so it's actually inspired by NASA's, I think. Artemis program. I think that's how I pronounce it, um, which um, wants to land the first woman and first person of color on the moon by 2025. So I think that's that's really cool that the jersey stands for something like that, something that this club stands for. Um, so that's great. Um, and for me, I think playing in a jersey that stands for something, I, I would say the future of women and the people of color um, I think that's something that gives the team a lot. And yeah, for me, it's so important. And I can't wait for everyone to see it and embrace it and and go buy yourself a jersey. I recommend it.
2: Oh, you heard it here from Gunny, go get yourself a Luna kit. I love that. Um, okay. Gunny, you mentioned this amazing fashion shoot that the team had. You were one of the players that got to model the kits in the Kennedy space center. How was that? How was the space center? Did you get to look around? Did you, how did you feel in your Luna kit in the space center? Uh, That's a lot right there. That's a lot of space right there. Were you ready for takeoff?
0: (laughs) I was, it was actually pretty cool. Um, I've I'd been there when I was young, but now coming out as an adult and wearing a jersey that kind of connects you with it, it's a, it's a whole different experience. Um, and it's pretty cool. We got to go in the control room and and different sites. And I hopefully the the photos turned out great, and we'll sell some jerseys for us.
1: Exciting, you know. You've had some some time already with with NWSL. Are you? Do you have a favorite kit that you've rocked so far in your time in the league at all? I
0: think it's just the first jersey I wore in the NW, so it's always special. Um I love yeah, I think I was a little late coming to this league. I was a bit older than maybe I would have wished for. Um, but I love this league. So I think it's just yeah, the first jersey I put on playing in this league. Um, but then the second also just the first Orlando Pride jersey. My family lived here for 10 years and it was their dream for me to play in Orlando. So when I put that Jersey on, it wasn't for myself. It was for my family. So that was a very proud moment.
2: A wow. Bit. I love that so much. Um, okay. So I have to ask about the kits now because we're going on about it. You've, wear, you've worn a lot of different ones for club, for country. Uh, you've seen a lot of different kits. If you could design your own kit. Is there a specific design that would be on it, or a certain symbol that you're like this would represent Gunnarsson's daughter, or a mix of Orlando and Iceland? Is there anything that you would definitely want on a Gunnarsson's daughter jersey? Um, I love the all black
0: jerseys. Bayern Munich did it. Arsenal did it. Um, I have, those are,
2: <laughs> I guess,
0: I'm that simple. But yeah, <laughs> just all black logo, everything, all black. It's just, I think that those are
1: cool. It's like when we hear about the, it's like you hear two camps, right? There's the camp that likes the, the all whites, the concept of clean and I'm like you know what if it's all black it's the same thing you can have a different concept of clean if it's kind yeah. of black on black on black so I I love that I think it's I don't think it's saying that you're simple or basic or anything I just think <laughs> you're, you're more tapped in uh, and being the other side of uh, the camp but uh, yeah. let's maybe close this out as we're talking about kit kit fashion I, I would like to chat with you uh, because you are someone who represents at uh, the club level but also the international level I'd like to maybe get your perspective of uh UEFA qualifiers that is something that we show on Paramount Plus there have been some uh women's UEFA qualifier matches that have come on playing w- with uh, with Iceland and uh and and sort of the competition that you're starting to see or closing out with this with this competition as well. How has uh European qualifiers been compared to to prior qualifiers that you have participated in in the past?
0: Um well now the Euros are this summer and yeah. It's it's great to see. You see that we have two games sold out. England has sold out all their games. Um, you also just see the competition that is in Europe. There's a lot of great countries that aren't in the Euros, like Scotland, Wales, um, just shows the competition that we have. Um, and all qualified, whether it's for the World Cup or or the Euros, it's competitive. Um, and right now we just finished the World Cup or finished the now camp in the world cup qualifiers and still have two games left and and yeah it's it's high stake and i think what is happening in europe is huge um and i think uh yeah in women's soccer is it's getting so big there
1: we're going to keep an eye on it because, again, you could catch certain matches on Paramount Plus. So it's something that we're, we're keeping an eye on. And we're, we've said that we had to ask you about it before we we let you go on the episode. And then to close out a lot of our segments, gonna, we like to have a little fun and maybe close out with a fun question. So I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit. OK, so don't get nervous. Right. It's about the okay. kit. So if it's a new Luna kit, it's I'm sure people are going to be snatching them up already. So for you, if you were someone who had to get a new Luna kit, and you had to put a teammate on it. Whose jersey are you getting?
0: Oh, Aaron McLeod.
1: I <laughs> love to hear it. Boom. Easy peasy. Boom. Not Easy. so hard. I love it Easy so much. Answer. Everybody go out there and snatch up your Luna kit. If you get the chance, they're out of this world, quite literally. Gunny Johnstotter, thank you so much for joining us on Attacking Third. Look out for Orlando Pride's new kits this weekend in NWSL. We also want to thank all our listeners for joining us, as always. So thank you all for joining along. Follow us on Twitter at Attacking Third. For so much more, we're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere you listen to your podcast shows. We're also available as videos. Subscribe at YouTube.com slash Attacking Third. For Sandra Rida, Lisa Roman, and Gunny Jones-Otter, this was Attacking Third.